This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I'm Jordan. And we are... The Country Music Critic. Wow. Can you believe it's been almost three weeks since we've done one? I know. It's, uh... I haven't felt right. I've been a little... I don't know. I've been lonely. Yeah, I mean, well, we had Thanksgiving. Yeah, I had vacation. Then I've been, like, rebuilding an entire house. Yeah, yeah. We've been... I think we had some illness. We did. A little bit of COVID scare. Possibly mm-hmm. yeah. turn out to be the flu. So, mm-hmm. and then but, you had the you know <clears throat> chlamydia scare. No, <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. oh. Now, let's make person, sure that person. doesn't end up in country music days. <laughs> All right, so we just wanted to say hello, and here we are with your country music news. George Strait serenades his wife Norm. They have been married fifty years. Now, when you're George Strait. You don't really have to buy anything. You just have to wake up and say, I'm George Strait, the king of country music. Yeah, and you can tell they've been married for 50 years because our name is Norma. Right, right. So, listen to this, though. So, he's playing a show Saturday night, the night that marked the 50th anniversary at his uh, Regency in uh, Las Vegas. He stops the show and says... So I was 19, and she was 17, and I knew this girl, and she was really hot, and we (laughs) fell in love, and he he always dedicates the song, I Cross My Heart, to her, every single show. (laughs) So he claims, he told People Magazine that they still like each other. Yeah. Which is impressive, you know, because I'm at 12, and I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm at six. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's got its moments. It's touch yeah. and go at times. But. I can see the whip, though. Mm-hmm. Like, she couldn't be here, and I could tell. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Also, in country music news, I, I'm going to go ahead and give you a heads up. You may want to turn the volume all the way down for about two minutes in case there's any children listening, because there's no way in hell that I agree with Florida Georgia Line being honored with a new exhibit at the Country Music Hall of Fame. I mean, really? Well, they call themselves country, so, I mean, I kind of understand it. I no. don't really like it, because it's not really country, but I understand it. They, they need their own bracket. That's it. There's going to be a lot of people in that bracket. That's fine. As long as they're not running around calling themselves country artists. Well, that's all that we have this week on the country music news. 15 seconds of This week, 15 Seconds of Fame 
goes to the TikTok star Alexandria K. I have to admit, I'd never heard of her, but uh, after listening to a few of her songs and you know, sound bites, I'm pretty impressed. She's got a, she's got, I don't know, <clears throat> the voice of an angel. I'll tell you who else is impressed. That's Randy Travis, and that's Tim McGraw. She got a chance to hang out with Randy Travis because he's seen a video of her making coffee, and she was singing while she was doing it. So he invites her to the Country Music Hall of Fame, and they sing in the circle together. Oh, wow. But it gets even better. She sings Don't Take the Girl. Tim McGraw sees it. He basically says, why does this girl not have a record deal? <laughs> of course, all your Facebook country music news, they they just eat it up. And uh, here's her cover of Dolly Parton's Jolene. That was amazing. She sounded a lot like you know, Dolly in that you know, rendition of it. That that's that's the reason why we do this show. Yeah. People like that. I mean, that's country music. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Florida Georgia Line is talented in their own fucking way, mm-hmm. but that is country music. Yeah, I agree with that. So y'all go check her out, Alexandria K. Here we are, John Sturgill Simpson. Yes, sir. I mean, have there ever been a country artist that me and you both agreed on as much as this one? Besides, you know, Tyler Childers? No. Yeah. But I think he could you know, drop all of it and just call himself you know, <clears throat> Sturgill. Yeah. Because you I, never hear that name you know, otherwise. Yeah. But he is an artist on his own, like. In a league of his own. Completely phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I mean, he could be his own bracket there. Yeah, you he know? could. He I could. Mean. So, anyways, Mr. Simpson was born in Jackson County, Kentucky, June 8th, 1978. At that time, the number one song in the country was Georgia On My Mind. Now, if you reel that back nine months before that, when he was conceived... The number one song was Heaven's Just a Sin Away. It's not a sin if you're married. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. And married 
is what his parents were. Yes, yes. His father was a uh, Kentucky State police officer. Mm -hmm. His mother was a school teacher. And he was um, after getting frisked. Right. And they lived in Jackson until he was uh, around middle school age. Uh, Jackson is a very well-known town in that area, even though the population's roughly 2,000 people. Uh, Sturgill was born there. And I, I think you said Jackson County earlier. That's actually a Breathitt County, isn't it? Yeah, I've heard it called so many things. Like, I played the fair over there when I was in the music business, and it was called Jackson County Fair. Was that when Morgan Wallen was uh, running the zipper? No, no. Uh, that was not. That was not. Uh, He's pretty young, yeah, probably before he joined the circus. Yeah, I believe so. Well, anyways, the town was named after the seventh president of the United States, Mr. Andrew Jackson. Stonewall Jackson is his nickname, not to be confused with the country singer in our uh, news this week who just passed. That's right. There's a lot of notable, notable people from that area. Like the guy who wrote uh, the films for Final Destination. Yeah, yeah. You remember those movies? Mm -hmm. What? That was crazy. Those were wild. Uh, a lot of. Uh, I can't. I can't uh, drive behind a log truck. Oh, because of that shit. Because you just, of that movie. You just took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> Same still thing. can't do that. Yeah. And then uh, there is a lot of notable people from that area that have served in our country, and you know how we think about veterans. Oh I yeah. Mean, uh, Sturgill, I feel that he's the same way. Mm -hmm. When you come from an area of people who've drunk the water, lived off the land, and they have given it their all, I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. Then on top of that, he is a veteran, so. Right, right. That? Veteran in his own. So the first song that Sturgill um, performed by himself, he learned to play, was Sunshine Love. And I've been looking all over the internet. I really can't find that version, but I'm going to find it one of these days. So, uh, anyways, as a teenager, his father was a K Kentucky State police trooper. Uh, he did a lot of undercover work in narcotics. And his mom was a secretary at a school. And, uh, you know, with him being the only child, you know how mischievous yes. uh, you can easily be. Yes. Due to his father's work, Simpson's family moved to Versailles. Mm -hmm. Did I say it right? Yep, you did. Because Versailles. even Sturgill has said that people call it Versailles. Versailles. But it's like that way anywhere else just about, but not in Kentucky. We call it Versailles. Right. And if you ever go through there, you're going to see a big ass castle that yep. looks mm -hmm. like from the Game of Thrones. It does. It does. That's in uh, Woodford County, Kentucky, right outside of Lexington. That is also the name of the school that he went to high school with. Woodford County. Woodford County, that's right. Mm -hmm. um, his, his mother's side of the family, they were all coal miners, and Sturgill was the very first male to break that line mm. and not be a coal miner. So as far back as they go... Uh, on the mother's side, they've all been coal, coal miners. Yeah. So, um, in the seventh grade, his parents get a divorce, and Sturgill uh, clearly states that he sold drugs and experimented with LSD while he was in high school. Yeah. Now, if my dad is an <laughs> undercover 
drug cop. Yeah. I guess that was a little bit of rebellion, right? Yeah, that's that is the definition of rebellion. Because obviously, not to be Captain Obvious, but a child is going to go one way or the other if right. your dad's a police officer. He's yeah. either going to join the force mm -hmm. or he's going to be like, I fought the law and the law mm -hmm. won. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, so that's where we put him at uh, in the seventh grade. That's actually why he you know, joined the Navy. Right, he barely he graduated school. <laughs> yeah, he got yeah, in trouble. So, I'm assuming that's why. So he spent three years in the Navy, and from there, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he mm -hmm. went to Japan, correct? Yeah, stationed in Japan. Um, after his uh, you know, stint of uh, duty, he moved to Seattle, Washington. Right. Um, yeah. And that, that's where he actually waited on tables at IHOP. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? I love their blueberry syrup, man. I, would, I would have to... I've ate there one time. I'm kind of a Waffle House guy. Yeah. I like Waffle House for, you know, its own reasons, but, yeah. I like both. I mean, I'm not going to say any you know, disparaging words about either one of them. Yeah. Um, I think, actually, Seattle is where he really got into a lot of, you know, psychedelic uh, trips. Um, I think that's where he, you know, first experienced with all that. Um, yeah. He wasn't there very long, though. No, he wasn't. It wasn't long after that he moved to uh, Lexing Lexington, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And now we're getting close to the year 2004, and that's when he formed up with a band called Sunday Valley. Yep, yep. And they did a lot of hardcore bluegrass stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually pretty phenomenal if yeah. you look it up. Yeah. yeah. You know? He tried out you know, Nashville one time before his you know, big time. Uh, he lived there just for a little while, and he tried, and he tried, and they, they just didn't cut it. And he, he couldn't get a deal. He couldn't, you know, <clears throat> you know, break through, I guess you could say. Right. And that's when he moved to uh, Utah, isn't it? Yeah. But there's a time when his wife, um, and that's another thing. It's hard to find a lot of information about Sturgill. We've tried to find photos of his wife, and we're not really certain if that's her or not. Not really certain on the time that they got married. Right. But around 2012, mm -hmm. she coached him into moving back to Nashville. Right. He was working one more try. Yeah, he was working with the railroad at the time. Right. And, and he had actually worked his way up to where he was a conductor. Yeah. And he was making very good money. Yeah. And, I mean, the job was extremely lucrative. But he didn't love it. He loved music. He still played at home, but that's it. That's I mean, that's all he did. But he always knew he wanted, you know, to play music. He's the type of voice that, if you're friends with him and he comes over to your house on Thursday afternoon, plays a Merle Haggard song, and you hear his voice, how could you tell him not to chase it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and. It's pretty funny that you mentioned uh, <clears throat> Merle Haggard. Uh, does he? No, I'm just you know, spitballing. This is just a conversation. Uh, has he got a son? Who? <clears throat> Merle Haggard. Merle Haggard does. What's yes, he name? does have a son. I'm not certain on the name. If you don't know the name, then it's not who I'm talking about. No, uh, hang on, let me. He's got. Actually, you know, you know, Sturgill got pushed. 
into stardom by a, a famous a country music. Ben Haggard, Noel Haggard, and Marty Haggard. No, it's not them. It's a different, you know, famous uh, musician. Um, man. Name well, some, some, uh, I can hear, the, I can see the guy's face, but I cannot think of the name. I'll figure it out while you Okay. Are. So around 2012, he meets up with uh, Dave Cobb, which Dave has produced, you know, Sturgill Simpson, mm-hmm. uh, also uh, Chris Stapleton, multiple artists. So that's when they release High Top Mountain. That is the first song that I have ever heard Sturgill do, which was uh, uh, the king of shit mountain, and you can have the crown. Yeah, you can have the crown. Yeah, you can have the crown. Which we're going to play a little bit of clip of that for you right here. Well, I've been spending all my money on weed and pills, trying to write a song that'll pay the bills, but it ain't came yet. Guess I have to rob a bank. I guess it could be worse. Ain't that bad. At least I ain't sitting no back there in the middle of the hot death desk. Sitting in a tank. Well, the time the wife talks, the baby gets mentioned. I'm so broke, I can't pay attention. Lord, how it tears me up to have to see her cry. Well, I've been spending all my nights on the internet looking for. <clears throat> that song is extremely catchy, but the truth is he doesn't like that. I mean, he likes the song you know, well enough, but he wrote it as a joke, and right. everybody else loved it that he was playing with. So essentially, they you know, talked him into playing. He you know play it on every show, and <clears throat> well, he had had that song. In his, you know, lexicon for years. But he never put it on the album until he finally did. <laughs> and then, I mean, it you know, took off like wildfire because it's a catchy, you know, clever little song. I think, I think we all can relate to. Yeah, and I mean, with that album, I think he done it to be doing it. Obviously, he wanted to make music to pay the bills, but he said multiple times... He never wanted to be a famous solo artist. No. He wanted mm-mm. to be in a band. Right. You know? Right. And uh, that's kind of what he's done. Yep. Um, so, we had High Top Mountain. After that, here comes 2014, which is Better Modern Sounds and Country Music. From, I don't know if it's my favorite album of his, but it has my favorite song that he's ever done. Living the Dream? No, Turtles All the Way Down. Turtles all the way down. That is awesome. I'm glad you bring that up because I worked at a place where actually this is how we met, folks. Mm-hmm. We both worked at uh, Jellystone yeah. National uh, Campground here mm-hmm. in Cave City, Kentucky. Right. And that's how I met Jordan. Right. And um, at the time, I don't even think we ever talked about music because that was not around much. 2015. Right, no, not much. Yeah. The owner, uh, turns out she's a big Sturgill fan. We hear that Sturgill's coming to Bowling Green to play this little hole in the wall. Turns out it's my birthday, July 17th, 2015. He's trying to get birthday cards yeah. now. Well, I'm just kind of letting you know. If you want to put your cash app information on there. So they right. Can... 
send you some stuff. So we go to the show, and the best that I can remember, it didn't even sell out. It was at the Mount um, Mount Victor something in Bowling Green. It's some yeah. little event. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't think of what it's called. So we're there, and somebody hollers out, Turtles all the way down! And he does it, and it was phenomenal. After the show, yeah. I go up and I ask the guy, I was like, man, I would pay a hundred bucks to meet hmm. him. He's like, well, he's not really, you know, into meeting people and no. stuff like that. So I pull out my ID and I said, man, today's my birthday. <laughs> he lets me go back there. I meet Sturgill, and I'm floored. The yeah. guy's wearing, like, a Converse, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm listening to Merle Haggard, yeah. What I'm envisioning, but he's wearing Converse. Yeah. Most laid-back person that you've you would have never oh, yeah. thought that he was famous. Yeah, I've heard interviews, and he just he you know, seems like any regular dude that you've ever met. He's so you know, down to earth. And I actually remember what I was trying to think of earlier. Shooter Jennings is the guy who actually pushed him, and I know that just because of the uh, Joe Rogan experience. He's been on Joe Rogan four times. I think the first or second time he was on, he discussed, you know, Shooter Jennings kind of pushing him. But, uh, yeah, now, so there's that. have you heard the interview where he talks about he was in Nashville and there was a home invasion? Yes, I have heard, but I don't know a lot of details about So, that. he's sitting in the living room. He goes upstairs to get something. He comes downstairs. There's a guy standing there eyeballing him as he's walking downstairs. So obviously uh, he believes in the Second Amendment. He had yeah. his he had his weapon with him. The guy looks him dead square in the eye and just runs out. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to confirm this information, but I believe this guy actually done it twice, like in a, another freaky kind of stalker's right. thing. He's a real dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> so here is Turtles all the way down. I've seen Jesus play with flames in the lake of fire I was standing in Met the devil in Seattle Spent nine months inside the lion's den So with this album, it really gains a lot of TV experience. He's on The Tonight Show. He's on uh, Seth Meyers. He's on a lot of them. Um, there's a song that you guys would love, I know, without a doubt. It's called The Promise. Yeah. What do you think about that? It's a very good song. It's it really is a good song. I mean, I don't, I don't really have a whole lot of songs he does that I don't like. Right. But, you know, that, I don't know. I'm just a big fan. I, mean, <laughs> I like all his songs. So it's exactly. Gonna, I'm gonna be I mean, hard pressed to find one that I, I don't I don't really care for. You could be locked in a room and if it played Sturge it'll give you a little bit of confidence. Yeah. Oh yeah. No matter what song it was. Mm-hmm. So with all of this publicity that he got, this is when he plays the Grand Ole Opry. Right. Uh he had been out on the road opening uh he opened for Willie Nelson. He uh, at the Austin City Limits, which was phenomenal. Uh in late two thousand fifteen he was also the opening act for Merle Haggard, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal in itself. Yeah. So here we are around 2016, 2017. He comes out with Sailor's Guide to Earth. What's your thoughts on that album? I'm a big fan of it. I like his, 
uh, <clears throat> remake of you know In Bloom by Nirvana. I'm yeah. a big you know, grunge fan. I love grunge music. I grew up in the '90s. You know, I was born in the '80s. I, I grew up in my my formative years were in the '90s. So I'm huge on grunge, and to hear a Nirvana song sang the way he sang it with the horns that they throw in. Man, I was hooked the first time I heard that. Let me ask you this, though. Did he take the song the way that Chris Stapleton took George Jones's song? And like the way that... Tennessee Whiskey. He re... You know, worked the whole thing like the... Yeah, it's it, it's different. It's the same, but it's not. Like, it's the same <clears throat> melody... But it sounds different. Because here's the way I see it. It's his I, own version. I haven't heard the version that you're talking about. But when I heard Sturgill's, I, I thought that's something that he wrote. No. You in, know? In Bloom is a Nirvana song. And because it, he straight up put his own spin on yes, it. Yes, it's it's know? all him. Like, it's produced like a Sturgill song. Right. Man, it's very good. It's a good song anyway, but... So that album, Sailor's Guide... Is the one that he donated, or he didn't donate it. He <laughs> dedicated it to his infant son, which is a uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. you know, it right. kind of makes you wonder if his children will be involved. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, possible. Here's the only thing that is so fascinating. We were searching on the internet for information about this, and we run across a guy named Grandy Smith who does a lot of phenomenal country music work. That So far, the only thing that he's got wrong is he said that Morgan Wallen would never perform any bigger than uh, <laughs> County Fairs. Yeah. Well, he got that wrong because this weekend he just sold out Rupp Arena Three here in shows. Kentucky. Three nights in a row. Right. But anyways, here we are with Mr. Smith. Go check him out on YouTube. This is his theory on the albums that Sturgill's gonna make. It's gonna be the final Sturgill album. And why would people think that? Well, there's a bunch of reasons. Namely, that Sturgill has said he only wants to make five albums a bunch of times throughout his career. In 2014, he said it to Joe Rogan. In 2017, he put up an Instagram post that said, My entire country music career is a character-based performance art piece in the form of five sequential concept albums, all following the traditional Christian narrative of the journey of the human soul. And even though he deleted that post, he's continued to say similar things. At that infamous busking live stream outside the Bridgestone Arena, he said this, I'm only making five albums, uh, and they all do serve a cohesive narrative uh, of the life journey of a human soul from a traditional Western perspective. So High Top Mountain was a seminal album or a past life, like you can't go home. Metamodern was ethereal, literally like uh, the, the soul's journey through space. Sailor's Guide represents birth and, and life, life lessons learning. The next one... Uh, going to be about life and sin and we're literally going to go to hell and the fifth one will be uh returning to the light or absolution it's extremely interesting you know, theory i don't know that it's even really a theory i think it's actually you know real i think i mean he said it multiple times he's only going to do five albums he said it on joe rogan and <clears throat> you know <clears throat> rogan pushed him he was like why would you only do five he was like, I, you know, I feel like for what I want to do, I want to tie it all in together. He said, almost 
<clears throat> you know, think how you know Pink Floyd did the wall. How it you know, coincides with <clears throat> the Wizard of Oz. But his view on artists who you know put a continuous link and story on an entire album. He has so <clears throat> so much high regard for those artists who can do that. And that's essentially what he's wanting to do, except he's wanting to do it <clears throat> not only with one album, but all five. And he's wanting to tie them all together to be like the ultimate you know, Sturgill's you know, Simpson experience, essentially. Right. And, you know, I know he says that, but if you date it back to 2017, it seems like you can persuade him to keep going. Because Sturgill had planned to take a break from... Uh, touring back in 2017 to focus more on fam family. But with his Grammy nominations, they kind of pushed him back into touring, which was pretty phenomenal. Uh, he went on the road as the opening act for three shows for the Guns N' Roses tour. <laughs> I mean, that's when you know you're a badass. Yeah. If you can open for Guns N' Roses. And your country. Right. <laughs> Now, also, 2017, which uh, something happened to Sturgill that I myself can relate to, and it's something that I'm recovering from myself, is substance abuse and depression. He suffered from that. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes, you know, um, the way that the devil throws things at us, yeah. some people can cipher some of it and... and bloom out something phenomenal yeah. you know but at the same time it's like do I keep on this road with success and writing songs mm -hmm. that are changing people's lives and their perspective but at the same time it's eating him apart right you know yeah pressure makes diamonds I think you know we're all a product of what we you know go through and what we're around and I think, I mean, if you look like all of the people who stand out the most in all aspects of life, you know, musicians, athletes, uh, politicians, even some, yeah, to a certain extent, not really as much politicians as the other you know, people, they have all came from a very uh, difficult you know, beginning because that's, you know, <clears throat> essentially, that's what happens. Right. <clears throat> but you get put through hell and you make it past it and you go you know extremely you know as hard as you can you know to be successful right and you get as good as you possibly can at your craft at what you love to do because you're trying to defeat all this other stuff in your past exactly and I mean Sturgill's one of those people and I mean, there are a lot of those people. Right, but. And, and, and people are so judgmental. Mm -hmm. And that's why I want to go on the record and say, if any of our listeners are battling with something, I promise you they say that it's hard as hell to get over it and you really don't see the bright lights ahead. But I promise you I'm living proof that there is. Mm -hmm. Artists like Brantley Gilbert, Keith Urban, Sturgill Simpson, They've all battled with it and come out on the other side. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to happen overnight. It takes a lot of hard work. 
But it is doable, and nobody is worth just giving up. I mean, yeah. because there's always something better out there. It's just how bad do you want it. Mm-hmm. We're all here for a reason. Right. We may not know it for a long time. So, around 2017 is when uh, Tyler's Childers' drummer introduces Sturgill to his music. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how Sturgill fell into Tyler's play, uh, which something really funny happened around this year. So Sturgill wins a Grammy, mm-hmm. but he's not invited to the country music awards. Right. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. So he takes his guitar case outside of the award show with the Grammy sitting in the case <laughs> and just plays for the hell of it. Yeah. Have you guys seen that video? I'm not. You're not. You need to go check it out on YouTube. It is phenomenal. And there he's asked, will you and Tyler ever go on tour together? Mm-hmm. Well, they actually got to right before COVID. Yeah, came no, I was wanting tickets. I was wanting tickets. That would have been phenomenal. So at this time, he announces on the Joe Rogan experience, Sound and Fury. At this time, he also does a little album called Cutting Grass, which is kind of like a bluegrass twist. Mm-hmm. To a lot of the songs that he's already done. Right. What was your thoughts on Sound and Fury? Sound and Fury, I mean, I liked it. It's more, you know, rock and roll than anything. A lot of his, you know, pure fans hated it. Because it wasn't, you know, you know country per se. He, I mean, he still has a country twang when he's, you know, singing. But, you know, musically, it's, I mean, it's rock and roll. He is very talented on the guitar, though. So, I mean, he can do... Essentially, whatever he wants. Because um, he's been playing since he was, I think, you know, 13 or 14. He's, he was just, I mean, he's just really talented. Yeah. That runs in his blood, I think. But. In 2020, he said in an interview that Sound and Fury was a record that was born out of being burnt out because of the Marl Haggard sound. Everybody wanted yeah. that, which is what made him the king. Right. But at the same time, um, it's almost like a burden and a blessing together. Yeah. You know, because that's all people expected from him. And even his record producers had, uh, noted that they didn't know what the fuck to do. No. That was the uh, exact comment that was said when they produced Sound and Fury. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, uh, it was a completely yeah <clears throat> different spin on his music. Yeah. And, I mean... It was loved by some, and it was hated by a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, it's still good. It's just not, you know, normal Sturgill. Right. But, yeah, I still enjoyed it. And Sing Along was a really good song. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and play one of the songs off of that album. So that was Sound and Fury. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, sing along. I wonder if he debuted some of those songs on the Guns N' Roses tour. I'm sure he did. Yeah, because sure that did. would be the perfect time for him to get in that mood. Right. So uh, I do want to cover the song 
Hey, Sarah. Oh, actually, oh, Sarah. That's the correct pronouncing of it. <laughs> yeah. But he dedicated that to his wife. Phenomenal song. Yeah. I'm telling you, he's the type of artist that six months from now, I'm going to wish that I would have told you guys about this song. Mm-hmm. So if I was you guys, you had a long road trip or you wanted to go down a rabbit trail, Google his name on YouTube. You're not going to find a song that you're just going to hate. Yeah, he's I extremely mean, talented. So Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Hands down. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, he's also been in a lot of movies. Did you know that? Well, he's got a lot of famous friends, so yeah, I could, I could kind of see that. He was in a short film called Black Hog Good. Huh. I haven't seen that one. Uh-uh. But I did see the one. Um, he was also on CBS's series of One Dollar. He was like a laid-off steel mill worker. And, of course, that's what he used to kind of do, so he was kind of into that really good. Uh, He was in a zombie movie as well, (laughs) The Dead Don't Die. (laughs) But he played a police officer that got shot in Queen and Slim. Uh, It's a really cool movie. Come out uh, in 2020, actually. Uh, Then there was The Hunt. He was in that movie as well. So, uh, he, he don't care to act a little bit, you no, know, whatever no. pays the bills, you it know. sounds like he's pretty talented. Uh, his style is dated back to Merle Haggard, Willie Nelson, Keith Whitley, and Marty Robbins. That was a huge influence in his life growing up. Yeah, you can hear that in his voice. He's, he's cut from different cloth. He's kind of an old soul. Yeah. He's got an old musical soul. And a lot of people relate him to... Waylon Jennings. Yeah. Because he has that outs, outlaw mm-hmm. kind of stuff, which also ties back to the comment that yeah. Shooter said. Right. You know, Waylon's yeah. son. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's pretty phenomenal. Oh, His yeah. guitar licks are kind of um, imitated like how Buck Owens done it. Ooh, back okay. then. So, I mean, there is so much that you can say about Sergio Sampson. We could do this podcast for fro- probably one week a month and yeah. just do all Sturgill. <laughs> I mean, yeah. now Sturgill, I know he was on tour uh, this year. He was on tour with Willie Nelson and a few other people, and he lost his voice. And he lost his voice for like it was you know more than a week. I don't know. I hadn't heard if he you know over it or not. I don't know. I know Tyler Childers took his place on the tour, but I don't know. You know, the condition of his voice at this point, but I mean, I hope it's better. I'd love to see him in concert myself. I've not ever, you know, been able to, but. Yeah. And I mean, like we've said on this show before, the award shows don't mean shit. He's won some, he's been nominated for some, but at the end of the day, it just, it don't mean anything. You know? It doesn't. Sturgill is beyond. The greatest country music artist of all time. Yeah. I mean, he deserves to have his spot in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Yeah, he definitely does. You know, I mean... I mean, just, just for his voice alone, his musical talent, it all depends on whether you are in you know, love with that kind of music. But if you love that kind of music, you're not going to find somebody that you love more than him. No. And you know... We're going to end this with a clip from his recent album. 
right here. Well, a good dog on the ground's worth three in the saddle, no matter where you're from. Been many good dog was a friend to a man, but Sam was the greatest one. He was a hound of hounds. He was the wonder of all walkers. He loved howling at the moon. He loved treeing that raccoon. Most of all, he was my best friend, and he's gone too soon. That was Sturgill's recent music that is out right now. You guys want to go check it out. My favorite is Sam, where he talks about his dog. (laughs) The whole album is like a story. You know, it's kind of like an old folk story. But anyways, that wraps it up with Sturgill. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say he's he's five stars with me. Yeah. Where's he at with you? I mean, considering he says he's only going to do five albums and he's done them. I gotta put him at five stars. Yeah, I really do, just because of his you know, pure talent. He's from Kentucky, that helps me. Right. So I'm <laughs> just being a little biased, maybe. But so well. now here we are at the time of the show. It's fight music. My fight song for Sturgill Simpson would be uh, "You Can Have the Crown." I just like the way he you know, ties in. And spending all my money on weed and pills, trying to find a way to just pay the bills. Yeah. Right, right. So, it kind of puts you in that swing and hips kind of move yeah. with the arms. Yeah. So mine would be turtles all the way down because I consider it as, hey, this shit's about to go down. Mm-hmm. You know? And the love song would have to be Oh Sarah. He's pouring his heart out. He's saying, look, I know I'm a piece of crap, but I love you, you know? So that would be my make love song. You know, I was going to say, oh, Sarah, but I think I'm going to go in bloom. I like that version. I could see that. And when the horns come in, it's when I really start pouring all my, all my, yeah. Yeah, all my energy. And that's when you really start blowing. That's when I really start going. <laughs> Once the horn quits. Blowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once the horn quits, I'm done, too. Usually, I got you. So, yeah. I got you. Makes sense. Yeah. To infinity and beyond. The song I would listen to for eternity, over and over and over on repeat, have to be Turtles All the Way Down. I love it. It's so spiritual. It's got, it gives energy. Sing along with it. it. Makes you think. Makes you explore your mind and the universe. I love it. I could see that. You know, I had a song picked out, but then I was thinking, oh my gosh, we never did talk about Sturgill and John Prine, yeah. which are like mixed together like For white sure. on rice. Right. My forever song would be his version of paradise yeah, and my son who is three knows every word of that song because Sings i wear it, it like, out. yeah yeah <laughs> well you know that's something good to be drilling in your kid's head no oh, yeah instead of the wop <laughs> he calls it the kentucky song okay all right <laughs> i got you mm-hmm. so folks we want to end this and we want to tell you guys that we appreciate so much we've seen the numbers come in we're just we're blown away that you guys would take the time out of your day to give mm-hmm. two old boys from Kentucky an hour to let us sit here and bullshit about country music. Yeah, I appreciate 
each and everybody listens to us and if there's anything we can do that will make you a little bit more satisfied you know let us know we're both married men so don't you know, send any sexual requests we won't be able to fulfill those right right but uh yeah yeah, yeah and also if you get a chance go like us on facebook comment who you want us to talk about next and i uh, hope you guys have a good week adios the country music critic expressively is spontaneous and all liability for the responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or any other damages arising out of the individual So, reference to reliance on or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in this podcast. All information is obtained by the world, by the way.